I've had a request for all five, but we don't all know them, so the first and the last verses are the red flag. <laughs> Hello and welcome to That Option No Longer Exists, the podcast that says this format just doesn't show me at our best light. Uh, so we're going to take our ball home with us. I'm John <laughs> Bounds. Uh, I'm on the left of the Labour Party. With me is, as always, my right-leaning comrade, Mr Adam Juniper. That's right within a Labour sense, to be clear. Not, you know, right within a doing a funny salute and not liking... Uh, Oh, well, hang on. That's a left-leaning thing, isn't it? It's you are. I mean, the the, the right of the right of Labour sometimes um, pops up to the right of most uh, prescribed uh, right-wing terrorist organisations. Sometimes I don't know. The uh, how's how is the EDL going for you? The EDL? Yeah, are you enjoying it? I'm not a member, mate. <laughs> not oh no. <laughs> there is a political gap between <laughs> you on the hard left <laughs> and the EDL. I mean, there, there probably of, isn't much of a political gap between the Tories and the EDL, but that's a different matter. Talking of which, did you see the um, counter-terrorism unit's uh, graphic of all the uh, terrorist and associated um, extremist symbols that you might see? I, I didn't see the entire collection. I did hear that uh, Extinction Rebellion had been included. Extinction Rebellion, C&D, um, basically... Any sort of anarchist uh, flags, the uh, Stop the Badger Coal movement, and uh, my personal favourite, um, German second division football team, FC St. Pauli. Really? Yes. Is that is just a mixture of symbols, or do they just really dislike them? Well, they are, um, they are sort of a vowedly anti-fascist um, football team. Oh, anti-fascism yeah. is now... Oh, anti-fascism is, anti-fascism is, I mean, the, the two cheeks of the same arse, of course, aren't they? Fascism and anti-fascism, because... It is It is very much saying, yeah, fascism, that's something that I care about deeply, which is not a good sign, whichever side of it, you, you know, the ideal thing would it be to just sort of drift away outside people's memories in a list of things we probably shouldn't do, but really ought, didn't ought to obsess about. Well, while there while there is a fascist, there needs to be an anti-fascist. But it's um, it was just amusing. I was thinking, like, if we keep uh, going further and further down this list, what we're going to see? Norwich City, um, I don't know, uh, Aldershot Town. Although that's uh, probably not a good um, good pick because I bet their uh, crowds are quite right wing, given uh, where they're no, situated. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, presumably, Millwall will show up there fairly early on. Well, I mean, it's entirely possible that um, in the the 80s you might have had like the West Ham Intercity Firm or the Birmingham City Zulus or something, and they might be a thing that uh, specialising in stopping social disorder might have looked at. But as far well, as I'm aware... I certainly don't like going near the Westfield um, when West Ham are in, you know, home game. Because uh, just down the road from me is the London Stadium or the Olympic Stadium, as everyone calls it, where West Ham hang around. Yeah, the the fans definitely don't improve the area when they're in town. Well, I must admit, as a, a football supporter, I've been in quite a lot of situations and stuff people would think would uh, feel a little bit dodgy. But the only time I've genuinely been scared was um, walking around the uh, past the home end of, of West Ham to get to the away side. Um, it was. Which, which uh, end is the home end? Is it the bell end? Um, there were some. There bell is ends an there. end with a big um, bell. I've, I mean, I don't, is it I called mean, the bell end? I don't know enough about West Ham. I just. Oh, I haven't been. I haven't been to the posh stadium. This is the old Upton Park I'm talking about. It was uh, cramped in against uh, in, in sort of tiny streets, and uh, it felt quite a, a, a difficult and scary uh, place to be. But I. You know, this in, is in fairness, it still does. This, I mean, there's no football stadium now, but I bet there's a lovely mixed use development or housing, uh, but the uh, if not affordable, probably. But but if you think about oh, it, oh no, I think everything around there is relatively affordable. The crux of um, the, the, the the discussion within the, the Labour Party is how do we win those people, those West Ham fans, the intercity firm, the. Uh, the Chelsea headhunters um, and the the ones in in northern um, towns, maybe the Aberdeen soccer casuals, um, is that an audience that Labour can win back? And is it a, a, an audience that it wants to win back? Did he ever have it? 
it's a fair question. I mean, are you going to say these people are sort of broadly white Anglo-Saxon? Are we going to add in the whole football racism debate? Well, I'm not. These, well, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm making light of it, really. But if the if the, the if the discussion is founded on the idea that Labour has lost the support of ageing white working class voters in certain areas, particularly in the north rather than in 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 London. But I think the demographics are probably quite similar in the sense that, um, I, yeah, there's a, you, you've watched the, the the age of a football crowd as sort of frozen in aspic from um, the the people have at least from the sort of uh, late eighties, early nineties. The, there aren't that many really young kids can afford to go anymore so the football crowd if you go to Birmingham City for example has got older and older it's now blokes in their 50s 60s and yeah, yeah. 70s it's, become, some, a, some it's almost become a tax on people like that um however you're going to define the the group for the football fans because they're you know the gate has gone up and up over time they've uh you know long ago had to deal with sky tax because they weren't able to watch any other means um pricier to buy a drink on the way to the game as it used to be all you know proportionally have gone up over time so yeah it's it's harder to introduce people to the game isn't it yeah that's and there were actually some interesting policies in the 2019 manifesto to address some of that but i don't think that I really gen- were they yeah. hidden by any other four million other policies in the 2019 manifesto it's um it's not as thick as my biography of marks i'm i've been struggling for nearly a year to finish but the uh, it's um no, but it's what, even though some of it was copied and pasted straight from that. Well, there is a quote from John McDonnell on the back of this biography, actually. The um, so what I'm uh, yeah, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, is it a fallacy? Is it is it a nonsense? Are we looking at the wrong stuff? Because um, we talk about it and pulling it back to the. Uh, the Labour leadership contest, a lot of the talk has been about, oh, we've got to win back those seats that we lost in the North. Well, and, as and- I understand it, that kind of voter responds much more to perceived strength than anything else. And they didn't perceive any strength last time. So there was a drift. What Labour could do for them had been maybe less and less obvious since the mines were lost and um, those communities have changed, you know, a lot demographically over time. And then all of a sudden they had an issue to rally round, one they shouldn't have done in the form of Brexit. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But you have to remember that that camel's back's been breaking for 20, 30 years. So, yeah. But it's, it's. I'm a very old man. But that's the the, the sort of. <clears throat> but while all those things are true, accepting that the deindustrialization um, the, the of um, areas of the the country, parts you know parts of Wales and and and, and certainly the the north and north of England, the the idea that I mean, is, can can that can you have a set of policies that both are genuinely good for those areas and also saleable to the people in those areas or is that something no. you genuinely want to give up no, as I, about a bad job? Okay. i'm not sure you can because i think the things that would be genuinely good for those areas i mean one of the things those areas have done very well out of is european union membership and regional development fund and they all didn't want to be part of that or a you know 60, 70% of the voters who bothered to show up on the day didn't. So telling these, you know, telling certain areas, those areas that need development, that you're better off if you have a chance of getting some of the money and you're better off if you can host industries that trade within a free trade area in Europe. Nissan plant is an excellent example. Doesn't seem to work. So... Maybe you just need something that's going to sell to them. And that's where you come back to that strength, that um, things that are a little icky because they don't really make sense from a, you know, 
Labour values, wanting to be honest, wanting every voter to sort of be part of it. We want everyone to be converted in some sort of Damascan um, journey, whereas in practice, we just need the vote on the day. And we need to do it without making the people feel guilty or not guilty. You know, if you try and tell somebody you made the wrong decision, they won't vote for you, whatever. So they need to feel that they were lied to and they need to be able to connect the upcoming economic unpleasantness with this government and not with Brexit. If anyone starts banging on about Brexit, that's going to that's going to be a loss. So is that that's quite interesting you're not the only person I've heard say that. The is that the is that what we should be doing now? Should we just shut up about Brexit? <laughs> is is I mean that that seems at odds with your support um for I don't know Keir Starmer in the leadership for example. I think I think he's smart enough to shut up about it. I don't think that I think if Keir Starmer secured the leadership, then he wouldn't make the mistake of making Brexit a thing. In fact, he has quite an incentive not to. Well, certainly, um, do the, the the media. Well, there's a. Did you see at Christmas the um, uh, animation uh, that made it onto the Channel Four of the the tiger that came to tea? Uh, I think I did, yeah. It and was I was really, told really it was good. meant to be a Nazi allegory, and it wasn't. Well, I, I've heard it's a, I've heard that it's a, a story all about um, uh, PMS, but um, the, I, uh, I thought it was a story all about how the woman had to sort things out when people came round, like making food and stuff, and the daddy went for a job. <laughs> That's that was the only thing that I got from it. You've been learning yeah, something you've been learning from, but anyway, there's a. There's a, a bit in it, which is not in the book, where the, the tiger roars at uh, young Sophie. And it comes out of nowhere because it's been a very polite tiger. And I think this is a little bit the sort of show of strength. And I think this is what the media will do, particularly on the issue of, of Brexit, if he becomes leader, to Keir Starmer. They are being soft with him at the moment, cuddly even, um, but if he can't continue to uh, serve them with tea and cakes and all the water in the tap and all of Daddy's beer in terms of a rightward shift, um, then suddenly they're going to turn and they have at least one very big issue that will be a massive wedge because Brexit isn't going to go away. It might. They might. If they but they're very, the Tories, very keen. They they're might very say keen the word. that we don't say the word Brexit too often. Like ever again, aren't they? Yeah, but it, this is—that's not the media. That's the Conservative Party, and I think I—I I has a if, great deal of influence with the other, though, doesn't it? But if they, if as it becomes clearer that the, they don't want to say it at the moment, but if when the the future trade deals become harder to get, and they will become harder to get, so a little bit of honeymoon period, at, you know, in the next few months. Um, then there will be a need again for the villainous uh, people who are frustrating Brexit, and unless there's a complete change of heart, not an, you know an actual policy change from from Labour, and they continue down the same route of attempting, I don't know, they will have as much leeway, but parliamentary tricks or the Labour Lords or whatever um, trying to amend any bills that go through things like that. There will be a there will be a need for the labour to uh, the, the media to to hammer labour as those frustrators of Brexit, and Keir Starmer is a is a magnet for that. Surely, I don't know if he is. I mean, he was the one saying Brexit's not a very good idea. That's that's true. Um, so of course the uh, Corbyn powers that be made sure he wasn't allowed near a TV, or you know he was effectively silenced because he could think. So I think that his anti his frustrations with the previous leadership give him quite a plus point for the city and for those people he needs to build a relationship with if he gets the leadership because that's that's where he would go as I understand, you know, he would be trying to build a potential government rather than a shouty opposition. Well you've got I mean Five years is a long. Five years is a long time 
the um the yeah, the, 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 the idea of li- really... the idea of lying down and spending the entire time prostrating yourself in front of the city of London um, is a rather depressing one. No, true. But think about how quickly you knew Tony Blair was going to be prime minister after he won the leadership. I think that issue was done, settled, dusted. Time for change in about six weeks. Well, that was, although there wasn't change, not particularly. um, No, but that doesn't, that was the story. It's all about the story, isn't it? It doesn't, I mean, there was some change. Um, Not getting back into it. Let's get back into the presentation. The the point was that there was a convincing story around this, quotes, new Labour, close quotes, that that worked for the media. It worked for the media because the media were happy with the idea that there's going to be no change. You, it wasn't just about presentation. That is, I think that's a, a real um, stumbling block for a lot of people's arguments about electability, the idea that the same policies or similar policies or similarly radical policies from Labour presented better by a more media-friendly or media-savvy or, you know, operation, are going to get the support of the press because they're not. No. And, in fact, if you dare use the word radical, if anyone, you know, at the top, in any sort of leadership position of the party, uses the word radical, but it doesn't matter will what, be it, trouble. It doesn't matter what the word... It doesn't matter what the words are. If you... No, the word radical is terrifying. No, but I'm not... I'm, for those voters, you know, for that middle ground, but for I'm the not, people you need to change. But... I, I, what I'm suggesting is, if you come up with a magic a magic word that voters aren't scared of for, um, or a set of magic words for those policies that we need, the policies we actually need, the ones, the only ones that can um, lead the country and a, a little, you know the world a little bit in any way to a sustainable future. If you even if you come up with some magic words, the media are not stupid they're not fooled by the words they will know that they are radical policies that will fundamentally shift the balance of power and they will be against them and the it's so the presentation only goes so far the presentation only changes slightly the rules of engagement and it almost hems you into a corner where you're unable to fight back against the monstering you'll get because you've sold yourself as solid, reasonable, dependable, and exciting, um, or, or a lead, you know a you know an unruffled, shall we say, leader, you suddenly can't change tack and be ruffled when they give you loads of shit. That's true to some extent, I think. Um, but on the other hand, changing tack causes problems too. So. If you were the sort of leadership who swung around with the demands of, you know, the public as you see it, or say, I mean, if, if you if you are Rebecca Longbailey and you become leader, and you know, I don't know that much about her leadership style, other than somebody was pointing out that she was announcing how different from Corbyn she was going to be while sat in his office. Um, is she going to respond to those people? who've got her there, some of momentum and, um, you know, I'd the love, same people who were telling Jeremy. Or, or is she going to... I would gonna love to do a special episode respond on to what the, the hell do you think momentum actually are and does at some point, but let's keep going. No, well, I, I think momentum is actually a big key because I think the, the people I experienced from momentum are mostly people who seem to copy and paste and slightly adjust Twitter things saying how absolutely scummy everyone but whoever they're told to, you know, like they liked some people for a bit, now they don't. There's a weirdness to it. Like me, but, is that something I do? Um, You do it from time to time, but I think you probably do put thought into it. Um, But there are definitely also people who joined for what I would say is other right reasons. And those are the people who may or may not make the difference for, say, Keir Starmer, because he needs that vote from the membership. And unless some people in Momentum, and I think some people will, think to themselves, we'll hold on. The last thing we want is continuity. 
then he's getting nowhere, isn't he? Well, in t- I, I, I mean, I don't know. In in terms of who may win uh, the the leadership election, I think that some of the evidence at these points that he he has a a good you know a fairly good chance. The number of um, new members joining um, is a suggestion. Entry as a scum, I think, is the expression. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you damn Trotskyists. Although interestingly, it was um, uh, Jess Phillips's campaign that was spending a lot of money on Twitter ads and uh, Facebook ads to try and get people to to join. Maybe not Twitter ads, actually, but I saw the Facebook ones. The um, and then now they're left with 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 no one to vote for. But I was going to say that my um, in the last last time we talked, um, uh, I you know I'd said that I essentially. I, not that my my votes were up for grabs. Not that I was, but I was, you know, that I was still looking a little bit. That I was a little bit persuadable. Um, I'm not now. I'm absolutely locked down. I'm supporting. <laughs> Nothing's going to change it now. Really? Yeah. Not even if that person promised to, you know, kill all certain Abrahamic religious group or something like that. I think that I think that's highly unlikely. It is unlikely. I'm just. Saying that you're not allowing yourself any room for manoeuvre, or well, I've gone as far as to install a twibbon on my uh, on my on my profile picture. The um, I yeah, I've, I've seen in I've seen enough, and I don't in in is it when Jess Phillips was um, talking about how the hustings format was pretty poor. I think I, that was the first thing I've uh, agreed with Jess Phillips on ever. Um, Dustin's format was poor, but it that it let you see um, enough of all of the candidates to to know that they were playing to their own. Um, I don't know that they they're sort of everything we hear about most of them stereotypically was broadly correct, and we're not going to we're, nothing's going to change anything in particular. Um, so there is only one left candidate for leader, one proper left candidate for leader. So that's where I'm going. And there is, there are... So you you don't, you don't feel you've learned any lessons, shall we say, about the left and its chances of winning the national vote? I think, I don't think there's, I don't think the landscape, well, the, the, well, the, if you don't want to be in, if you don't want socialism to win, uh, you're in the wrong party. The um, that's I mean that really is the case. Uh, the Labour Party exists to further the cause of democratic socialism, and that that's it. Um, so it's there is there is no other option. What you've got to do a better job of is political education of um, of persuasiveness of 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 building the case of inspiring people. You've not got to shift. So, I mean, that's that's yeah, that that's it. That's that's what you need. That's always been what it's always been what we've needed. The fact that we haven't. So, you, I mean, you you also believe in the continuity candidate approach. In effect, you believe that that everything will stay the same, but we will get better at selling it, rather than <clears throat> we will move closer to the position that is clearly where British people are. I don't. I don't think everything will or should stay the same. I, it, I think that um, some of our policies aren't well developed enough. I think some of our ideas about moving democracy closer to the people weren't uh, in the you know haven't been in the in the talk at all. I think we've got both internally in the party and externally in the country. We've got to be really forward looking and, and actually saying shit. We need to. To um, we need to look because democracy isn't working for people. Not it's not that the the it's not that the, right. Here's the thing: the electorate is very very bad at articulating and also voting for what it genuinely wants. And even what uh, yeah. it genuinely wants is not necessarily what it genuinely needs. For the lot, yeah. you know, in the long Although term. a lot of the electorate would find that quite patronising, right? Well, I mean, I've, that's that's. I mean, that's fair enough. I'm not talking about individual people. I'm talking about if you look at it on a sort of mass 
sociological, sort of sociological perspective. There are all sorts of inherent biases and structural uh, inequities that are sort of making it make it very difficult, and not just because the democracy yeah, democracy is, is flawed, right? Well, <laughs> the, our democracy is certainly flawed. The, oh, yeah. no, and I'm not just talking about um, PR. I don't think that's a, a magic bullet at all. I think oh, the, Christ, no. the the I don't know the sort of the West uh, Lothian question or whatever we're going to call that is if, I don't know that we still call it that. But the um, the New Hadrian's Wall issue. Yeah, the um, the the idea of uh, English devolution or even regional devolution. If you were if you if you were building a if you if you wouldn't start from here if you were building a a nation in the sense that there are absolute it's a mess how we govern we we need not necessarily a a directly you know tied down written constitution but we need to sit here and think okay that in the for example um all all the people that would like including uh, <laughs> including a, a Jess Phillips again had decided that Labour should start campaigning almost immediately to rejoin the EU. Yeah, under EU rules, we couldn't because we've got an unelected second chamber. Yeah, that didn't seem to matter last time, did it? Well, the rules of the rules of change. I know, I know, the rules so, have changed. Like I... So yeah, so we're not eligible. We're not eligible for membership. We couldn't join the uh, because it's identified that our democracy is not democratic enough. The um, so that yeah, the, and there's been noise about the House of Lords, and some people say it's distracting, but the House of Lords has to go, it absolutely has to go. And there are, and you need to do other things. So, the, the all those devolution things, even if they stay in the in the union, all those devolution things that were promised to Scotland need to happen, needs to be further devolution to Wales, Northern Irish politics is terrifying, and I don't know enough about it to 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 comment, but the you know, in any huge detail but the idea that the um in, the idea that the labor party won't stand candidates in there and the the sort of sister parties in um in northern in northern ireland are actually sort of have a you know they work closely with the the center right in the and the republic of irish parties it's just yeah those are not people that we should be those are not our direct allies if you know what i mean so so the, this, this, there are lots of things wrong, but it's like I was okay. gonna. I'm gonna have to. Well, just because your monologue's passing a minute, yeah, and you might need a breath. I was gonna say the interesting thing about the House of Lords is that it feels like it ought to go on all sorts of logical grounds, but for the most part, it seems to do better things and make better decisions and choices than the elected people, like on average, over time, you look at the Lords and it's done a lot of good where the Commons hasn't. Well, just because something does good things uh, doesn't make it uh, doesn't make it the right thing. It's... Yeah, but the, alter the alternative uh, House of Sober Second Thought model, if you think that it's you should have two elected chambers, is something like the Senate, which is just about to let Trump off. Well, that's because of who's it's elected. It's not because it's elected. It's because of who's elected to it. No, well, it is because it's elected by, and so the elections mean that everyone who applies, you know, will go through the same party groups. So that yes, the people elected to it happen to be from, or in their majority slightly, happen to be Republican. But that's the point. If you had an elected upper chamber here, it would all be Labour members. It would change with the mood of the public. And there would be times when you ended up, you know, with maybe the two sine waves together. And so you had a Labour government in power and a Labour-leaning House of Lords. Um, or the, go, things could go too far the other way. Uh, well, I, that's probably an, would. Well, that's a, that's a reason to make sure you, you give that house the best democracy it can. Not the, you know what I mean. Not that it's a. Uh, so the the interesting idea that um, I've heard uh, put forward is that you would make that uh, second chamber directly proportionate on a sort of list system to the votes of the general election. Yeah, but then 
you would argue that the second chamber has more democratic legitimacy than the commons. Well, they, well, it would be, it? well, it would be the it would be the upper chamber, so that would be okay, wouldn't it? But uh, well, okay, but at the mo- it doesn't introduce, does it? At the moment, it's there. There's the House of Sober Second Thought. Effectively, nothing would ever get done, which I wouldn't have minded so much if we'd started from a different template. But now that feels like things ought to be done. Oh yeah, what should, what, what needs to be done? I would really, really like it if our country was like less shit and getting better, which incidentally is a good marketing phrase. <laughs> is it? Let's make, let's make make Britain less shit. I think it's probably very. Um, it's going to be a difficult one to to sell. I, I, it's. Uh... Yeah, no, swearing didn't work for the Lib Dems, did it? Well, actually, well, the Lib Dems put on more than a million votes while Labour lost two million. So, yeah. well, in. In, but in our electoral system, it didn't. But anyway, but the, the, these are difficult and thorny questions. But what I'm saying is, no candidate can be a continuity candidate because the of any kind because the the landscape changes. If you're just saying, if you're just saying, what you're doing almost is to say, right, we've had um, a uh, an exciting foreign manager, a big name of the of the team. We've had our Fabio Capello. And it hasn't worked, so we're going to go and get Sam Allardyce. You can't just yes, keep... it's a good. Well, isn't that what Rebecca Long Bailey is? An unimaginative follow-up to. Uh, she'll you know be being led by the same board of directors, if you like, but she won't even have the same oomph of her own. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely not. The um, the the idea that. Uh, the, the the idea that for a start the idea that the the leader controls everything on this you know narrow way that's exactly what Kirstama was kind of suggesting in the the hustings it, everything's I've led an organisation from the top and blah 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 yeah that's not quite how the Labour Party works mate no but it might have been a bit a little bit more led. I mean, there is a fundamental structural question for the Labour Party, you know, that the huge membership, etc., is actually a real problem when it comes to being politically rational. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, having conference just before election was especially awkward because conference did not present Labour in a good light. I don't think anybody was watching and I also don't think I thought it did. I thought it, I thought it showed a, a I thought it showed a I, think, I think that's exact, thinking about exactly the, the problem. If you, I really genuinely do think that the problem is that Labour members, like committed to internal party democracy, think that democracy looks good when it's happening, but it doesn't. It shows conflict, and it shows it for a lot of people. It shows the kind of government they they don't want. They want to see that strength. I'm not saying that's particularly good. I'm, you know, it would be great if people were more imaginative and, and understood the benefits of discussing things. But I genuinely don't think they do, and I don't think it's going to be easy or possible to educate them uh, to the way of thinking that you would like in the next five years. Especially given the Tories are about to choose the new BBC director. I mean, sorry, that's not how it happens officially, but. That's basically what's going to happen, right? Well, I think, yeah, we have to. We have to write the. I think we have to write the BBC off as a. Not in. Not in. In terms of not in terms of not trying to. Uh, not. We have to write the BBC off in terms of that is fundamentally a, a tool of the status quo, um, and in the same way that um, I don't know the police are. <laughs> Uh, the the way the same way that the counter terrorism unit is, or or, or whatever, it's fundamentally a, a yeah. Tool how how long before I have to see it, see it, say it sorted every time I see a Labour Party member? Well, in, indeed, the um, I, it, I'm, it it doesn't go it doesn't go too far. There are the you looked at that counter terrorism sheet and you think you know I'd wear a t shirt with that on. 
the or yeah, at least most I, of the I symbol. was thinking I was thinking of ratting you out and seeing if I got some sort of award. Well, you wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I'd quite I'd quite often wear my CND badge, or uh, I quite often got a Saint Pauli uh, top on, or something like that. So it's kind of like I mean, the, the CND thing is particularly ironic, isn't it? Given what they're against. <laughs> well. I, I can't remember what we dis, what we dislike again, but the it's this. Well, would you would you like us to let some of them off so you remember? <laughs> With the and, and that's they're, honestly, they're just sitting there and they'll go bad if we don't use them. I think we just, I just, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we just leave them, leave them be, leave them where they are, let them rot, and uh, let's forget that we've got them, so we don't bother replacing them. But the. The idea that I, I mean, it, it's it just shows the paucity of of debate that that all the Labour leadership candidates were forcibly asked this stupid question about essentially whether they'd blow up the world, and it's um it's like the uh, uh, the media's yeah, but so so why not simply say yeah, probably if I had to, but I really wouldn't want to. I think it would be bad on balance and move on. There, Everyone knows that that's the right answer, but there is no. But there's no. But there's no good reason. There is no right answer. But uh, yes, but it's the right answer for the media, and it shouldn't. That way, you make it not an issue. Well, maybe that's what that's one way of dealing with it. But if you extend that, you do that on every single issue. You end up standing for nothing but the status quo, and that is. Where is yeah? Where is the where's the red line in the sand, as it were? The um, where do you yeah? Where uh, do you has stop? the red line been turned blue? Where do you stop? Where do you stop appeasing them? And that's that's the problem, I think, with and we, we we're both sort of dancing around accusing each other of the sim of a similar sort of thing in a way. You're saying that in wanting the continuity candidate or wanting a continuation of the direction of the party at, at least, uh, yeah. or what were say, what I would be saying. M- moving that, towards having no MPs in four elections time. That's the direction, isn't it? What I'm going to ignore, what I'm saying, what we're say, what you're saying that what we're saying is it will be okay if we present the same ideas differently. And that's kind of not what I'm saying. I'm but I'm saying that we, the, there's, too many that's the right those are the right ideas or at least the basis of the right ideas and what you're saying you're accusing us of essentially going right what we've got to do is just present it and i'm also i'm sort of accusing you of essentially not caring too much what the ideas are as long as the presentation is right and i I, yeah i understand that and i I think yes we're, we're both right about what each other thinks as in, yeah, we both understand and we've managed to fill half an hour with that. But I, I think it matters because I think it's important to win. And I do still think that there is a range of good that can be done. So I'm not an evil person who wants to become wholly, um, you know, keep everything the same. But I do like the idea of, at the least, at the very least, starting to do so within a frame that people recognise, not immediately leaping in and being, quotes, radical, close quotes, because I think it would have been nice, it would be nice if we could bring along the the centre ground, I know I hate the phrase too, of um, British politics and start working back to that idea that the Labour Party should be the natural party of government. And I think where the Labour Party gets into trouble is it is almost incapable of ideological change. It spends so long talking about its history and the things it achieved. And, you know, it, we're proud as members and we're proud of it, things, that, you know, so there is an instinctive continuity. And the Tories are somehow able to flip on a sixpence in a way that just works for them because it also keeps the world working, which is why Get Brexit Done didn't seem entirely insane coming from a party who had been against Brexit at a leadership level not that long ago, and then who were being led by somebody who originally said Brexit would be brilliant, but has not suggested there will be anything good about it for quite some time. I think that Labour 
members especially, and Labour members have more power over the party, are very keen to put contextualise everything in some sort of long intellectual why this would be brilliant thing, rather than presenting it as why it would be brilliant now. Well, I, th- I think those are two separate issues, aren't they? Because the idea of... You argue for your point to different audiences, and I, I suppose the leadership election is a, a sort of case in point or a microcosm of that. The 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 you know the the original arguments being made were the ones towards the the parliamentary party. The second tier of it was really towards those unions, and now the pitches are starting to turn towards the members in a slightly different way. So you are there are and then once one of those people become leader, their arguments have to, you know, they have to face two ways, actually. They have to face towards the membership and towards the, the wider public. But the you, you know, you have to build through those yeah. things. So we have we've, to... been, we've been guessing a lot, haven't we, um, at those things. And then isn't there a bit of your mind? I know there is a mind that just sort of wants it all to go away for a little, you know, that, that it wants that decision to be made. So I don't have to keep guessing about who the leader is or that kind of thing. Well, it's it's. I mean, annoying. Yeah, annoyingly, and I think the 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 manoeuvring started very early, as you know, it was always going to do. But this sort of transition period that we're in right now, where I mean, oddly, I mean, Jeremy took Prime Minister's questions this afternoon. You know, what I mean, so that and John McDonald is still out there. You know, doing the, the doing the Treasury. You know, questions and 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 you know the business of Parliament is still going on with the same team at the at it. So, yeah, so those people hell, but it's, don't they don't matter anymore because they chose. Remember, always remember, they chose to have an election and said, "Bring it on." They, when they, they were certain, they were quite they important, didn't and choose. then they weren't. They didn't choose them. Right, now you're going to blame the Lib Dems. Well, the, the, the Lib Dems and the SNP said they would vote for it. There's no way Labour could do anything other than fight it, and it would have been stupid to do anything other than say bring it on, because not to say bring it on would have been to say, oh, we're on the hiding to nothing here, and we don't believe we can win. That's there was there was no choice. But the but I think what I'm what I'm saying is we there's nothing wrong with arguing for a Labour policy within the Labour Party within. CLPs and within conferences with the National Policy Forum or whatever, by arguing it in a context of the history of the Labour movement or the the ideas of the Labour movement. And it is, to a certain extent, what the Labour leadership candidates are doing, although not quite in explicit terms. Are they talking about the you know, the Labour Party of, of, of Bevan or are they talking about the Labour Party of Keir Hardy or are they talking about the, you know, the Labour Party of of Tony Blair or the the new left or 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 what are they talking about but and the, and it's that's fair the policies can be founded in that and you know we hark back to Shelley or Win Stanley or or any you know any even further you know I mean even really quite far back to or you know William Morris or whatever to look at the basis of of where socialist thought comes from it doesn't mean that once you've made that case and you've meant to, you've meant to put you've built a movement behind those ideas that you can't start to talk about them in better language. So the the Green uh, New Deal stuff, I still think, is the, the cornerstone of anything. But we didn't give ourselves enough time. We didn't build it strongly enough. We didn't really find the right languages. And it's not just about presentation. It's about it's about time and effort and 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 thought and you know development. So there were lots of yeah. Anyway, but so that that's in which way that the continuing to have the same policy is not necessary continuity. That's a fair point. I mean, I like to think with the Green New Deal. I mean, if it would have been better to just keep quiet about it at a national level for the election, because I think it would have been a given that that Labour would do the right or the green thing, so to speak, um, certainly in comparison to the Tories. So it was not an ideal issue to make a debate on at the last election. But there you go. Well, I mean, possibly not, but the sort of, I don't know, the the the, the, the sort of, you know, we talk about holding our feet to the fire. I mean, the if you 
subscribe to a northern hemisphere centric view of the the globe the the feet of the world are genuinely being held in the fire right now i mean fucking australia's burning and if that doesn't um focus attention on those issues well, if it doesn't force us to I, focus attention on those issues we're doing something wrong a fair point a fair point i mean it's you know it's not like australia can do anything other than burn coal though is it because they don't have any sort of wind or natural sunshine or other resources they could take advantage of there oh no hang on we're just um well i, I, I just it's but i think it's i mean oddly and it's because it's a weird and global problem obviously australia have contributed and australia's lack of action on climate contributes to the problems of the world but it's just that they are possibly one of the first majority uh, ethnically white countries that have been affected in the, to this severity, if you see what I mean. So, um, Although they're busy, I mean, the political leaders are busy denying that and just saying, well, you get fires every once in a while, these things happen. Now stop choking and play tennis. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's horrific. Um and it's depressing, and so much of the news is depressing. So much of the the world is depressing as hell, and that's the difficult backdrop uh, in which all of the candidates are struggling with a little bit because they are trying to talk about I, a, few, an, a sort of aspirational future. In yeah. a in a no, deep, I, th- I think that was sort pit. of why I was saying, you know, I, I kind of want it to go away is that it's, you know, as it is such a glum and depressing time, it it isn't helpful, is it? You, none of them look actually like the magic bullet that we'd like to see. Um, I, although I have been, like, genuinely interested with, to see, you know, we spoke about Lisa Nandy last time, and I think you were telling me that, you yeah, know, obviously she was evil and not Rebecca, um, no, absolutely, absolutely not. She's saying some interesting things, but there's... Isn't she, though? Like, she actually does seem quite... I was very pleased that the GMB, is it, have um, got her through a round, in effect. Yeah, I think... Because because that, that's essentially the politics that's happened here. They would have probably plumped the gear, but they want other people on the ballot. Well, she's um, heard... From what I hear, the the politics of the leader of the GMB are quite similar to to Lisa Dandy's in the sense that the sort of things that she like, you know, she focuses on. So I don't think it was a surprise. Um, what has been a surprise is, I think, a little bit just how much that uh, the I don't know the the sort of the two front runners have sucked. The I don't know suck the energy out of it a little bit in the in the in the other sense. So I don't know when um, your CLP uh, meeting is, but I'm not particularly thinking that it'll be a, a huge. Um, you know, any of them will be. I don't expect suddenly a surge for Emily Thornberry say to come out of nowhere and her to get a hundred no. CLP nominations. But then she's she's really difficult, isn't she? Like she she's just done enough things in terms of stuff she's said that means you wouldn't want her as the national candidate as you know the whatever it is the party leader because she's just opened her mouth once or twice in quite fun ways that make her quite a nice character but somehow you feel would cost i mean white white van man is the same guy who goes to west ham right I, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know whether anybody does anymore. That stadium seems quite empty. But the, the, the. But what I think what I'm saying is it's a different, it's a different contest uh, than than any we've had in in recent um, in memory. It it doesn't seem. I don't think that uh, there will be a. I don't. I don't think the result will be a surprise when it comes down to it. If you see what I mean, I think I'm not sure it's. 
done and dusted now, but I think when we by the by the time the actual announcement is on the fourth of April, the we will have we will pretty much all know a couple of weeks before. Yeah. And and we we're pretty sure it's down to two already, right? I I yeah, I can't see a path to victory for anybody else. Yeah, I mean Emily Thornbury needs a lot of lucky things to happen and Lisa Nandy needs a lot of good press because she can only capture and then then it comes down to preferences doesn't it it's a second preference system isn't it which is probably bad news for for Rebecca Long Bailey I think to be certain of victory she would need to win in the first round yeah although the salvation poll suggested that she would win on she would sneak over on second preferences but the the in terms of the, there is a lot to to um play for right now in terms of the um of the the second preferences of the the, the Jess Phillips supporter which is a difficult one yes. but it depends it why is. it depends why. yeah yeah are they of, of those very many people who it absolutely has to be a woman and the only other woman they've heard of is Rebecca Longbay. Well, I, I wonder how many of those there are because, and it's, I don't know, um, we, we, we talk about, uh, we like, let's ask, in fact, if uh, Jess is clever or stupid because, you know. Yeah, this, what, my favourite feature's back. <laughs> because one of uh, the things that Jess said in the, the last last week before pulling out, she did an interview um, and said that the uh the next leader of the Labour Party had to be a uh, a mother, a young youngish mother with a regional accent, and you're going, ah, well, there's more than one of those in the race, isn't there, Jess? Have you forgotten, or were you genuinely saying that if it's not you, it should be, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yes. It's. Um, I don't know whether or not that was a clever thing or a stupid thing to say. She has actually um, said that she's now back in Lisa Nandy, which is interesting. But I don't know how much weight that will carry. No, it's it's hard to know because, like, the reason you were like Jess, if you would like Jess Phillips, the reason you like Jess Phillips is because you feel she might be a winner because she's interesting and different rather than her political position. Because no one knows uh, what that I, is. Yeah, but, exactly. Well, because she's never been given much chance to develop one, because she's never really had that prominent front... You know, she hasn't had a front bench role because talent was not allowed to progress by the previous leadership. She was in Jeremy Corbyn's first front bench team, although in a fairly minor role, and resigned. Now, why did I think the other... Uh, well, it, it doesn't matter. She should have had more attention. <laughs> you are allowed to develop uh, political positions outside of the front bench. I mean, John McDonnell there might be a case in point. Um, yeah, well, and, and I guess Jeremy Corbyn all those years ago. But, um, the, 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 yeah, but I mean, yeah, you are allowed to have... I mean, I've, I have got quite a lot of political ideas and I've never been given a, a position of, of responsibility at all. But... I think it depends. The no, no, I'm entirely confident that I could run a nuclear power plant entirely accidentally free, um, but yet people don't just give me the control. Indeed. Well, there's, let's. So the but is, I think I wonder if you think that Jess's uh, campaign has succeeded on its own terms, uh, whether or not. I think it depends. Do you think it depends what her, her aims were? Because if her aims were some publicity for Jess Phillips and possibly dragging the race a little bit to the right i don't know i'm not yeah i'm not sure because i don't know if she is the voice of the right or the voice of like the the women's issue here and i find it she's the voice of 90s music journalists well that's a good thing obviously evidently not Um, they've all melted mate all of them apart from simon price um, but but like ult- ultimately, yeah, I guess she I guess she's had some exposure from it, so she's she's won there if that's in any way useful. But we knew her before anyway, you know she'd had exposure before anyway. Well, no, she's not um, been she's not been short of a, a exposure, but. I, I mean, she's been on. Have I got news for you? No. Where does she go? Where does she go from here? 
I think that she must be hoping for a more prominent position under another leader. Um, and, or, you know, disappearing into the world of entertainment, because that is a legitimate career option, isn't it, now, for anyone who's been a prominent MP? Well, I, I, yeah. Bake off, dancing, that kind of thing. It, it's just, that's kind of depressing, isn't it? Because the, the, um, the sort of minor, and it is minor, the minor celebrityness of, um, of politics, you know, of people who've essentially got their fame on the, the ticket of, um, political parties. And it's most galling from a, a Labour perspective because you know you're putting trust and effort into their positions on on the understanding that what they're actually going to do there is represent you and it's just well i might argue that maybe you want them to represent the views or you know the party in general and depressingly these days um ed what's his name reminded more people about Labour uh, doing the dancing badly than he did in the Labour Party. Yeah, but what, I mean, is that is that a good thing? I, I never watched Strictly Come Dancing, no. but at any point during... No, uh, me, neither, me neither, but I, I, I he, certainly heard he, about it. Did he, uh, My mum watches. Did he pull up a, a dancer's skirt halfway through a... Paso Doble to uh, reveal just how he was going to be fiscally responsible and continue with the austerity policies. I don't know what what, what happens in dancing. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, pulling up skirts and stuff sounds more presidential to me. I did. I mean, and I just i i i don't know if um, I just I'd no idea if Jess is clever or stupid and I think one of the reasons why she fascinates me so much is that we've got a huge amount in common her and I the accent the, yeah the accent the the sort of um, I don't know <laughs> being outspoken not always thinking it through um, yeah. you know we, we've got we've got friends and acquaintances in common um, things like that and you just uh and I, I I find it fascinating that someone can be on the face of it so similar, and yet I never agree with her on anything. I'm trying to think of uh, some recent examples of things she may have said that you like didn't agree with. We could have a little quiz if you like. Yeah, but then I'll have to load a page, and then that's me more effort for me in the edit, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Oh, it's all about the leadership contest now. That's what's okay. I agreed with it. I did agree with Jess Phillips that the forty-second um, debate. Did you agree? Did you agree that she could not unite the party? <laughs> yes, I agreed that she could not unite the party. But what she said actually was that she could not unite the party at this time. I feel that qualification was not needed. No, no, fair enough. Do you think any of them could unite the party while we're at it? I'm not sure it's possible or desirable to unite the Labour Party in 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 total. I think you, I think the Labour Party is fine um, as long as the it's fine to have disagreements as long as the disagreements are, are cordial, um, and and you don't get to the point where you you actively wouldn't prefer someone from another party in a position of power. Which is, yes, I think, I, and I think that, but I think all too often uh, that has been. But the remember, case. that did happen for two million Labour voters at the last general election. But they, they don't have to be in those people. Do not have. We don't have to. We'd be nice if they all wanted to become Labour members. It would be great uh, if we got them to the point that they could agree with this. You know, the the stuff, the stuff on the membership card and stuff like that. But it's if the the Labour values, whatever they may be, that would be brilliant. But they don't have to be Labour members. We don't we don't have to get that far. You know what I mean? They don't even have to consider themselves Labour. Now, now you sound like me. I'm the one who, yeah. No, I want the people who don't consider themselves Labour supporters. I want the people who I you know who selfishly think to themselves it's better for a Labour government 
because my country and my life will be better because of it. I want those people because I want them because they're the ones that win elections. It's the swines who change their minds. It's not the people who have proper opinions because you're never going to get the Tories and you're never going to get the, uh, you know, you're never going to stop people on our side voting Labour, probably. Tony Blair managed a good few million, didn't he? Well, yes and no, because you can only measure that in terms of turnout, not in terms of percentage. Well, okay, so it's it's half as bad that they don't vote at all than they turn that they switch their votes. But that is actually what did for us this time as well. The the two million votes did not all go to other parties; they disappeared a lot of them because people. Well, Labour were over two million down. The Lib Dems were one point three million up. The Tories were only naught point three million up. There's obviously something a bit weird about our democratic system, for sure. But yeah, if you were to take it on face value, then Labour really pissed some people off. And the Lib Dems were by far the most upward moving, was, you know, place climber. But, you know, we know that it doesn't work quite like that. And that's, I mean, it's a risk that I'd be, it's a risk that I'd be willing to take to have a better democracy. I would risk that the the absolute idiots in the Lib Dems, I would risk that they would sometimes get uh, some more MPs. I would risk that. Lisa and Andy confirmed on final ballot. That's uh, that's through the affiliate routes, yeah. that's um, So, yeah, so there's only... Thornbury to 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 play for basically in the CLPs and you'll see how you'll see to whose advantage Thornbury being on the ballot paper will be uh maybe by which um CLPs might lend support perhaps to see yes just for the fun of it so to speak well to the to the fun of it to I think to to widen the debate is the answer so we haven't come to a conclusion about Jessen but no doubt we'll have lots more Media well, we don't. To, we don't know what we don't know what her goal is, do we? That's why it's not. It's, it's difficult to come to a conclusion unless you know if she wants to be. If she wants to be prime minister, it hasn't. Let's worked. say that's the ultimate goal, right? No, it probably has worked because this time she, you know, she gets to come out of it looking embittered, like not embittered, but looking mistreated. Yeah. Did you see that years and years? The, yes. The yes, I did see years and years. Yeah. The. Um, we were watching that, and uh, I have some holes to pick in the plot. But the um, the sort of dystopian prime minister candidate seemed to be partly based on her, on Jess. Oh yes, yes. Uh, who was what's her real name? Um, it was Emma Thompson. But I don't remember what the, Emma Thompson. Yeah, but the um, I don't remember what the character. No, yeah, was. I said real name. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's. I think if that's the ultimate goal, then I I don't think she's got close. I think she's got further away. I think, and I mean, I, in a way that it's it's interesting. It's not, I'm saying it's the same theory, wasn't it? That Johnson, the idea was to lose the Brexit thing narrowly um, and then build up a sort of cult of having lost and having been mistreated by the masses and, uh, you know, winning it was a bit of a cock-up. Um but, you know, you could argue that same thing. But I think that ultimately winning a thing makes you look like a winner. So, yeah, I, honestly, I think it was it was a bit stupid of her to go for it. Um, and it's going to leave an odd ripple. And, you know, the remarks about it should be a woman just seem dumb. It should just be whoever's best for the job. Yes, it, it should, but I've, I think to a certain extent you have to look at the fact and it's it's almost like, oh, it's never, ever been a woman in the history of Labour that's been the best one for the job, never. Um, it just seems a little bit... Um, it seems a little bit out of out of time, and I think there's, um, uh, there's a worry. It will be worrying, I think, if the Labour pick two men for these positions. I think that would be worrying. I, I, yeah, I would be unset- maybe I would be unsettled if it was two men for both, you know, one for each position. 
but I don't think picking a male leader would be in any way worrying at this point. Um, now, if I have to say, if I was more convinced by any of the female candidates, I might have a different view on that. But I, I just don't think it should be because it's a woman. I, I find that really awkward. And I definitely, if you are one of those candidates, you really shouldn't be saying it. Because you're saying, I shouldn't win on merit. I should win because I'm a woman and it's about time. And that is a terrible opinion. It might be your opinion. It might, yeah, it could be a terrible thing to. It could be a terrible thing to say. I think what we have learned, perhaps, that um, Jess is not quite the skilled media manipulator she may consider herself. Must to appear. Be. But yes. no doubt, we will have many more opportunities to see uh, Jess Phillips's great train journeys or. Uh, just a soft shoe shuffle um, on TV, or maybe even uh, in Parliament in the in the future. Who knows? We will always cover it though. On that option no longer exists. The podcast where the left and the right fight the scuffle in Labour's big scuffly sawdust covered tent. My name is John Bounds. Uh, with me also always has been uh, Adam Juniper. You can talk to us on Twitter at the Option Pod. Uh, search for us on Facebook, go to thatoption.co.uk or don't, quite frankly, it's up to you. Those are the choices. (laughs) Okay, bye for now.